All right, good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas. Welcome. So glad you joined us today. Um, we're going to get started rather quickly. Um, our family Christmas celebration is always a little different than everything else that we do, anything else that we do, really. We got um, a, a, a list of families or different kind of acts um, that are taking place this morning. We want you to sit back, relax, enjoy it. Um, I think we're invited to sing along. If you know the song and you want to sing along, go ahead. Um, and, uh, but it's, it's, it's just a fun morning today. And, and what it does is it, it kind of juxtaposes itself against what we're going to do tomorrow night at our Christmas Eve service. I hope you're planning on joining us for that. So our Christmas Eve service is going to be... Um, uh, quite, quite more uh, meditative and, and serious, and we'll engage in communion and candle lighting and lots of caroling that we'll do together. So I hope you're planning on joining us for that. Christmas Eve, 6 p.m., lasts for right at about an hour, okay? So, welcome. Uh, I'm not even going to have you stand up and greet each other. We're just going to kind of kill the lights and get right at it. So here we go, family Christmas celebration. But you, Bethlehem, David's country, the run to the litter. From you will come the leader who will shepherd rule Israel. He'll be no upstart, no pretender. His family tree is ancient and distinguished. Meanwhile, Israel will be in foster homes until the birth pangs are over and the child is born. And the scattered brothers come back home to the family of Israel. You will stand tall in his shepherd rule by God's strength, centered in the majesty of God revealed. And the people will have a good and safe home, for the whole world will hold him in respect, peacemaker of the world. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph, and the virgin's name, Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted Mary. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great, be called Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called Holy, Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her.
stars are brightly shining, it is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for Christ was born. 
Everyone hear me? Oh, yep, you sure can. Thank you. All right, can I get all the kids to come up here? We're going to read a story together. You guys come up here. Um, can I do here? No? Okay. I'll do the step. I'll do the step. I like steps. Awesome. How is everybody? I can't see. Oh, here's all my amazing, beautiful, handsome faces. You guys have a good last week of school? Yeah? Ready for Christmas? Yes? Come on up, Riley. Come on up. I got a spot for you right over here. All right. How many of you guys like VeggieTales? You a VeggieTale fan? Yeah? <laughs> awesome. Some in the audience. That's good. Hi. Come on over. You want to come sit over here? There you go. Awesome. Okay. Well, I don't know if you guys have read this story before or not. And I'll see how well I do with it. But it's called Buck Denver Ass. Why do we call it Christmas? Okay. Buck Denver. That's kind of a fun name, huh? All right, so Buck Denver is confused, not about his job as a newsman, but Buck is confused about Christmas. Hmm. Let's find out, okay. He talks about Christmas every year on his new show, but he doesn't understand it. Why do we give presents? Why do we hang stockings? And what does a guy in a red suit have to do with Jesus's birth? Buck Denver, he's confused. So his friends come to help him out because that's what friends do. The first to show up are Sunday school lady and Marcy. Marcy is confused about Christmas too. At church, we have Jesus, Jesus's Christmas, she says, but on TV and at the stores, we have Santa Christmas. It's like two different holidays. That's because it is two different holidays, said Sunday school lady. Now Buck is even more confused. Christmas isn't two holidays, it's just Christmas. Let's ex let me explain with my magic flannel graph, says Sunday school lady. She never ever leaves home without her magic flannel graph. For hundreds of years, some of the churches have had a special service called mass, Sunday school lady explains. Once a year in December, they had a special mass to celebrate the birth of Jesus, who we also called the Christ. This once a year mass was called the Christmas. Buck is still confused. What does this have to do with Christmas? Sunday school lady repeats the words louder. Christ mass. Buck still doesn't get it. So Sunday school lady says it even louder. Christ mass. Oh, Buck explains, Christ Mass, Christmas. That's where the name comes from. Sunday school lady gives a big sigh. This is harder than I thought, she mutters. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of the special days that makes Christmas. What's the other one, Buck asks. Yeah, Marcy chimes in. And does it involve this guy in the red suit? Just then, Chuck Wagon and Brother Louie drive up. Merry Christmas, they yell. 
You mean Merry Christmas, <laughs> says Marcy. <laughs> I'm sure Chuck Wagon is confused, too. If Christmas is all about Jesus, how did Santa Claus become such a big part? Yes, yeah, says Marcy. Does Santa want us to forget? Uh, does Santa want us to forget about Jesus? Sunday school lady chuckles. No, the real Santa Claus loves Jesus. Buck Denver and his friends look very confused. Oh boy. What's Santa's real name? Sunday school lady asks. No one has any idea. So Sunday school lady starts reciting a famous poem. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care. And every chimed, everyone chimed in, do you guys know this one? In hopes that St. Nicholas, yep, will soon be there. But who's St. Nicholas, they all wondered. Back to the magic flanograph, Sunday school teacher says. St. Nicholas was a leader in the church a long, long time ago. He loved Jesus very much and wanted to show Jesus' love to others by helping them. His parents had left him a lot of money. So if Nicholas heard that someone needed food or clothes, he would sneak up to their window at night and toss a bag of in of coins. Free money, Chuck Wagon hollers. That must have made them very him very popular. Yes, it did, and soon people all over Europe had heard about Nicholas and his nighttime visits, especially about the time that the bags of coins he tossed to help three poor girls landed in their stockings that they had hung up to dry. Well, that's kind of cool, huh? Wait, stockings, Brother Louis says. This sounds familiar. Yep, Sunday school lady replies. So churches gave Nicholas his own special day called St. Nicholas Day. Kids would set out their shoes or their stockings the night before, and they would wake up early to see what St. Nicholas had brought to them. They might find a shiny orange or some candy or a small toy. St. Nicholas's Day was very popular with the kids. Buck Denver's thinking hard. It sounds like a lot of what we do on Christmas actually comes from St. Nicholas Day. Is that the other special day? It sure is, says Sunday school lady with a smile. St. Nicholas's Day was on December 6th each year, and Christ's Mass was on December 25th. About 400 years ago, many churches stopped celebrating days dedicated to saints like St. Nicholas. But the traditions of St. Nicholas' Day, like setting out stockings and waiting for a visitor from St. Nick, were so popular that they wouldn't go away. They just moved 19 days later to the day of Christ's Mass and together gave us our Christmas. Marcy is amazed. Wow, so Christmas really is two special days put together. And that's why it can seem so confusing, Buck Denver added. But Marcy still has one more question. How did St. Nicholas's name change to Santa Claus? That's a great question. So she goes on to answer the question too. Stories of St. Nicholas came to America with Dutch settlers more than 300 years ago. Dutch kids would set out their wooden shoes waiting for St. Nicholas to visit. But in Dutch, St. Nicholas was called, oh boy, help me out, Sinter Claus. Sinter Claus, Santa Claus. Sinter Claus was, yes, 
As other kids heard these stories, Santa Claus slowly changed to Santa Claus. Wow, Santa Claus is really St. Nicholas, yelled Buck. And Christmas today can be seem confusing, Marcy continues, because it's the Christmas and St. Nicholas Day put together. That's right, Sunday school lady said. We celebrate Jesus, the greatest gift we could ever get, and we celebrate St. Nicholas, a man who gave to others because of the love of Jesus that he had been given to him. There's little Jesus. Buck Denver and his friends were glad that they learned more about Jesus. They were glad that they learned more about St. Nicholas. And they were especially glad that Sunday school lady never, ever leaves her flannel graph at home. The end. This is fun, huh? Okay, you guys have a great Merry Christmas, and I'll see you guys next Sunday, okay? For those of you who didn't get your binders, feel free to come see me over here so you can color. Do you want to come with me, Mia? I'll get your binder. Sweet. So we see in all the kids up there. Um, so this is part of the Miller family. We're going to sing Dona Nobis Pachem to begin with. And that song means, the words mean, grant us peace. And um, I think it's just a beautiful message for this season when we're all kind of running fast and crazy. That would be my prayer for myself <laughs> and my prayer for you all, that you would have just peace, peace during this season. Dona nobis pacem pacem Dona nobis 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 pacem pacem Dona nobis pacem
The next thing we're going to do is called Gloria Medley, and it's actually a medley of three carols that you'll probably know, just the first verses. Tell me, Serene. Hark. Hark the herald angels sing, first verse. Angels we have heard on high and the first Noel. And so there's a little interlude between them, but sing with us if you know the words to those first verses. Caleb, get his guitar. Joyful ye nations. 
the stars looked much the same as they had every other night when the Magi climbed onto the roof to take a look. They faced towards the east. It was no different. They looked just the same. They turned towards the south, and there was no different. But they never knew what might happen. Stars were their occupation. These astrologers from long ago. They turned slowly towards the west, and as they did, they noticed the beginnings of what looked like a great explosion out there. It settled down and seemed to form a new star. How could this be, and what did it mean? What was the purpose of that new star? One of them suddenly remembered a prophecy that had been left behind by some people, oh, some Jewish people, much, much long ago. One of them ran downstairs to see what it was and quickly came across the prophecy. There was to be a new star to announce the arrival of a new king of the Jews. They puzzled over it for quite a while. And then it dawned on them that maybe they should go and see this new king, and so they hurried off. They gathered very special gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, because these needed to be gifts fit for a new king. They gathered things together, and they climbed on their camels, and they began the long journey. They really didn't know where they were going. Just a long journey because they were going to follow that very special star. Through the desert, over the hills, they traveled by night so that they could see the star, and they rested during the day. Several days later, just as dawn was beginning to come over the horizon, they saw a large city in the distance. And it occurred to them that it was probably Jerusalem. That must be the place where he's going to be born, this new king. Jerusalem, after all, is the capital of the Jews. And so they got quite excited as they, gathered, as they got closer. Soon, they arrived at the city gate. They anticipated people being so excited about this new king of the Jews being born but when they got there, the guards at the gate said, there's no king been born here, but, but he's supposed to be born. Well, let's see what we can find out. Pretty soon, King Herod got word this was not old King Cole, the merry old soul. This was King Herod, and he was very nervous. How can this be? A new king of the Jews born here? My place? He gathered the Jewish scholars around and sent them to see what they could find in the old books. One of them came back and said, yeah, they're right. There is supposed to be a new king of the Jews born here in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. You've got to be kidding. No, it's right here in the old scroll from Micah. Thou, Bethlehem, 
least among the places in Judah. From you shall come the prophet, the king. Well, now Herod was really worried. He called the wise man back in, and he said to them, I want you to go to Bethlehem. That's where the prophecy says this baby is going to be born. And I want you to search for the child. And when you found him, I want you to come back and tell me. Because I want to go and... He could hardly get out the next couple of words. But he said, worship him. Well, the Magi had been there all day waiting to get word. But when they went out, they noticed it was getting dark again. And they could see the star in the sky, and they were overjoyed, thrilled. The star was still leading them. They had ten more miles to go to Bethlehem. But they were quick to move this time, and they followed the star until it stopped right over the house where Jesus was. They went into the house, and they saw Mary, they saw Jesus, and they fell down and worshipped him and presented to him their gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Where does Jesus want you to go this to worship him? Don't stop until you get there. Underneath the stars Just a simple man and wife Somewhere in the dark His words cut the silent night Take my hand for the child That you carry is God's own And though it seems the road is long We're not that far from Bethlehem where all our hope and joy begins for in our arms we'll cherish him we're not that far from
with our hearts near to the child, ever drawn, ever close to the only love that lasts. And though 2,000 years have passed, we're not that far from that land where all our hope and joy begins. For in our hearts we'll cherish Him. Not that far. We're not that far from that land where all our hopes and joy begins. For in our hearts we'll cherish Him. We're not that far. We're not that far from Okay, I want to invite the kids back up here with me this time. It's the last Sunday of the month, and that means it's Sermon in the Sack Day. And somebody has brought me a gift. He, he's excited about this. The Levy family has been talking about this for weeks now. I have no idea what's in here. And my responsibility when I open this gift is to try to preach or to try to do a little teaching from this. So they've been real excited about the curveball that they're throwing me today. Are you, have you been excited about this? Yes, you have. Okay, so let's see. Oh, I have a feeling I know what this is. This is Ralphie's, what does his dad say? He looks like a pink nightmare. Anybody seen Christmas Story movie? Seen this? All right. Nice, Doug. Well done. Uh and now, I, well, there's a thing that I notice about Christmas movies. I don't know if you notice this. Pretty much like all of the Christmas movies talk about the same thing. It's the word believe, right? I don't know if you notice this. And um, oftentimes these movies focus in on believing in Santa, because if you don't believe in Santa, then, you know, his sleigh won't work right, or 
um, Christmas spirit gets low or, you know, this kind of thing and that kind of thing. It all has to do with believing. But we understand that the true believing that we need to be doing is in what? Jesus, right? As our Messiah. Who can tell me what Messiah is? What's, what Messiah means? The preacher's daughter, of course. I forgot. You forgot. Can somebody? It, you know what? It, 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 it means Savior. Christ the Savior is born. Did you know that we needed a Savior? Did you know that you needed a Savior? Because the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And God created us to live with him in heaven forever and ever and ever. But for us to be able to do that, we had to be saved from our sin. And that's why Jesus was born. That's why he came into the world. Now, these things, pink bunny suits and all the fun stuff that we do at Christmas time, we have lots of fun. We play lots of games, and we, we can watch lots of funny movies, silly movies. Okay, like, okay, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Buddy the Elf, Buddy the Elf of course. <laughs> Buddy the Elf. What? Elf. 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 Does anybody like the Christmas story movie? Oh, good old, good old Ralphie. Yeah, okay, good old Ralphie. Trying to figure it out. He wants his Red Ryder BB gun so bad. And he shoots his eye out. And in the end, he shoots his eye out. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you will experience what, what it really means to believe in Jesus this Christmas. I want to pray with you. Will you pray with me? Bow your heads. Jesus, I thank you so much for being born. And um, we focus our attention on that. We thank you for all the fun that we get to have during this Christmas season. But ultimately, it's all about you. So we keep our eyes fixed on you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, the one who started our faith and has completed or finished our faith. Thank you for these kids for what you're accomplishing in their lives. Continue to reveal the truth about yourself to them, not just through the next few days of Christmas, but on into this next year and into the rest of their lives. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Why don't you give these kids a hand? And you, my friend, can have your bunny suit. You don't want it? Do I get to keep it? Oh. I bet your dad has something to say about that. Okay, I'll keep it up here because we'll just get to look at it. So you guys can go find your seats. Thank you very much. And I'm going to invite my family to come up because we got a song that we're going to do.
um, I don't know if you, how many of you guys have been to the Heart of Christmas at Karis? If you haven't, you got to go. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, hi. Okay. Um, I'm going to be doing a psalm from that. Um, it's been a fun tradition um, for Haven and I to go and do, and with her being four, it's just fun um, watching her experience it as well. Um, but the psalm is called Believe. And um, I had, you know, it's cool when you go throughout your, your walk. <laughs> you keep learning. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Um, and one of my really good friends on Friday, Thursday, you know, we we're talking about how Christmas can be a really hard time of year for a lot of people. It, it brings up a lot of hard memories, not fun memories. Sometimes every year is hard. Um, but hopefully there's some good ones in there. And you just see a lot of people in crisis and heartache. And um, she was saying, you know, she said it's... It's important to embrace the darkness as well as the light. Because if there wasn't darkness, why would Jesus come? And so I hope that if any of you are in darkness right now, that you choose to also experience his light. Because that's why he's here. And that's why we celebrate him hopefully every day. <laughs> but also this time of year. So I'll see how well I can get through this psalm. of your dreams and every tear you shed throughout the years in the rubble of your faith silent prayer survived that rises up to help you find your way believe the star will shine for you and God Christmas. 
16 tells us for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life now, perhaps Christmas time isn't normally a time where you would think about that verse but really it's a great time to think about that verse consider that for God so loved the world. Not just a particular people group. 
Um, not just a particular nation on the other side of this planet. Not just one particular gender. He loved the whole world, including you and I. So much so that he gave his one and only son. Jesus crams himself, Jesus, the God of all the universe. Scripture clearly tells us all things were created through him and for him and by him. Jesus is God, the divine, and he crams himself into flesh. He's born a baby, placed in a lowly manger, which was a sign for the shepherds to know and and believe that what they had seen and heard was, was true. But God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe, that word keeps coming through today, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. That is the ultimate gift that is offered to you and I today. That's the real Christmas story, the meaning of Christmas. Believing in the one that was born for you, believing in the one that was born for you and died for you, that you might have eternal life. Eternity in heaven. The fact is, eternity is ours regardless. The question is, where will you spend eternity? Hey, if you want to go to the good place, I do. That's where I want to go, okay? I just determined that's where I want to go. That's where I want my family to go. That's where I want want you to go. I, I want us to be there together forever and ever and ever. Is anybody with me on that? Amen. Whoever would believe in him would not perish, would not have to spend eternity in in a bad place. They get to spend eternity with God himself forever and ever. Will you bow your heads with me? This, This simple message, just asking you to allow yourself to consider it. To think through what Jesus did for you and what he did for me. And perhaps this particular Christmas season, this time of year, maybe he's been speaking to you. And you're, and, you're, and you're hearing him say, I did this for you. I was born for you. I died for you. Believe in me. Maybe there's someone here today or a number of folks here today that have not yet chosen to believe in Jesus for the purpose of him saving you and you spending eternity with him in heaven. Most of us in here have done that, but maybe there are one or some who haven't. 
you can do that right now in this moment. It's a perfect time to say yes to his plan. With your eyes closed, it's just, it's just me looking. I, if there's someone here like that today, you just want to slip up your hand and just say, yes, Pastor Brian, I, I want to accept Jesus as my Savior today. Is there anyone in this room like that? Just slip up your hand. And there might not, maybe everybody here has made a decision for Christ already. And I say amen to that. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done for us, how you have saved us. And we have chosen to believe in you as our Savior, our Messiah. You are Emmanuel, God with us right now. And we choose to worship you, not just today, but and, and not just throughout this Christmas season, the rest of the, the, the few days that are left in this season, but we choose to worship you as a part of the rest of our lives. Thank you for what you have done, what you're doing now in this moment. Thank you in advance for what you're going to do, and it's in Christ mighty name we all pray and everybody said amen we want to close out today allowing all of us to participate in some worship i want to invite the worship team to come and get in place while they're doing that i want to ask our ushers to come and and we want to participate in in giving and um, i hope that um i hope that you continue to experience the gift that God has given you. And we want to bless this offering time. Jesus, we thank you for your provision. We thank you in advance for the provision that is coming. Take what we have to offer you today. Use it, bless it, multiply it, accomplish your kingdom purposes with it. Build your church with it, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> Long time no see. <laughs> so good to be back. It's good to be home in Colorado. Um, it's good to be with you. Can we just worship together this morning. Will you stand with us?
this next song is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And, you know, I grew up in the church, and every Christmas we would pull out all the Christmas songs. Um, and, you know, I knew them so well, but it wasn't until this year that I really took time to read the songs read the words, all the fancy old English stuff in there, and and look at the history of what, what these songs mean, what they mean for us, what they meant for Israel, and the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, represents sorrow, it represents the captivity that Israel was in during that time. They were longing and desperate for salvation, for a Savior, for their Messiah to come. They, they were desolate. They were enslaved. And of course, we know that, but we also know the rest of the world was desolate, enslaved. And before we come to Christ, we are desolate and enslaved and so when we sing this song oh come come Emmanuel we're crying out Jesus come we need you Israel needed Jesus so badly and they were broken they were weeping they were hurting then we get to the chorus rejoice for he has come and it's hard for us to grasp the awesomeness of that sometimes I forget how amazing that reality is but he has come and he is here he didn't leave us in captivity amen so I invite you to put yourself in the place of Israel before Jesus enslaved desolate we'll sing this song come Emmanuel Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the
Lord God, we praise you for coming, for becoming one of us, for joining us here, for your life of perfection, and then for your sacrifice of it all to redeem us back to you, Jesus us sinners, us broken people. The world waited for so long and one day you finally came and the earth rejoiced. And Lord, let us not forget to rejoice just the same now. You are here with us, and you are still here. And yes, one day we will see you face to face. But Jesus, we know that you are right here. You already are. You're like starlight in the dark. Endless minds can't conceal you And every glimmer is a spark Catching fire as you break through
is church and oh even as I wait coming close so like starlight in the dark endless miles can't conceal you Catching fire as you break through. Oh, Jesus, we bask in your presence. Emmanuel, you did not leave us. You didn't give up on us, your creation. You didn't start over. You made a way, Jesus, for us to come back to you. And Jesus, we know that is what Christmas is about. It is about you making a way for us to come back to you. And we recognize God now that we are here with you, you are, you are continuing to redeem us. You are continuing to form us and to shape us. So Lord God, we sing this next song that you have made beautiful things. The world you took, you made it beautiful. Even when it fell, you redeemed it again and continue to make it beautiful, continue to make us beautiful. Jesus, our Redeemer, our Savior, our Creator. Oh 
if that's your testimony, will you shout amen? amen? May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you, be gracious to you, and fill you with himself, the Prince of Peace, this year and on into the next. And may he continue to make beautiful things out of our chaos, out of our craziness, out of all the stuff that's going on in our lives. It all belongs to you, Jesus. You own us. Be blessed, church. Merry Christmas. See you Christmas Eve.